Hello and welcome to Living Hope. This is Pastor Staten, and I want to welcome everybody that is joining us today. A shout out to our E family, all of you that are joining us through the internet. I want to remind you every Sunday morning at 11 o'clock, you can join us live at tv.livinghopemd.com. I pray that today's message blesses you and that you enjoy the word as it is shared today. I'm so lost to be found, and I know it's in my mind. Jesus. Feel this place, oh God. Feel every need, oh God. We praise you, Jesus. We praise you, Jesus. Come on, if you have a need here tonight, if you have a need, no matter what it might be, I ask you just to lift your hand to him right now and just, just lift that to him and just say, God, I'm asking you to feel this need. Do a work, God. We pray, God, that you do a work in this need, God. And we believe we have faith in your word, God. We come submitted and surrender to you, God, believing, believing in the power and in the name, God, that's above every other name. We believe it, Lord. We thank you for it. You're here right now, God, and we pray you touch and minister in every need. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Jesus name About 2006, I was asked to come just to, just to be at a church for about a month while the pastor was in the Philippines preaching. And while I was there, I, I got to be at a, a great church experiencing some pretty cool things in Ohio. And I was young, fresh out of Bible school, just a couple years removed. thought I'd seen some pretty neat things, but wasn't quite ready for this certain Sunday morning. It was just a regular Sunday morning, and there was one guy who came in at a fan-shaped auditorium. The place was packed that day. And there was a guy that walked in, and he was a younger guy, but he had been in a bad accident. And when he walked in, he, his, his face was staring at the floor, and he could not straighten his back up because of a terrible, this terrible accident. It had kind of solidified itself been like this for like six years I believe and I, I'm, I'm close on that might maybe seven years and I'll never forget I'd seen him come in and I was sitting on the platform beside the assistant pastor and worship just kind of just just took off almost like what we just felt just now and I was getting ready to preach and I just sat down for a moment to to turn my Bible to a scripture and it was the last song just like what we had just take place and the spirit of God moved and there happened to be 
kind of up, upbeat that certain morning. And I kid you not, I remember seeing him come in in like this yellow or orange shirt. And, and he, he, he sat down. It was so bad that we would, they would go to steak and shake it a lot of times after church. I don't know why, but they would. <laughs> and he would, he would have to set his food with Sylvia on the, on the chair beside him. That's how he ate. He, always, he couldn't sit up on the table. He had to, he had to eat his food, and he was, he was miserable. On this certain morning, the faith was so strong that whatever the case happened, we don't know why. We don't know who nudged him. We don't know who talked to him. We don't know. All we know, he got hungry enough to get out of his seat and throw himself up. And before he realized that he was standing up, I kid you not, I didn't know this until I saw a blur of an orange-colored shirt shoot across the altar area. I looked up and I said to the assistant pastor, I said, was that, was that him? And with that, this church who had watched him for seven years hunker down and walk in and walk out. This church who knew about the accident. This church who prayed and prayed and prayed. This church who was believing together. This church who saw his name on the prayer request over and over and over. This church who said, hey, hey, brother, so we're going to keep on praying for you. All of a sudden saw him run across that sanctuary, around the back, and the place went crazy. Why is that? Because they realize that God is still working miracles out for his people. Amen. He's still doing a work. Let me just tell you real fast. He's still on the throne. He still has all power. He's still, I'm, I'm telling you tonight, whatever your need is, however long it's been, no matter what the situation is, he is still able to do a work in your life. Amen. Let me tell you right now, sometimes we make it about the big things we can't wait to do when God touches. But I believe he probably had the best meal he's ever had that Sunday afternoon. When he sat down at the table and he looked up and he could see the eyes of the people in front of him. For the first time in years, he could have someone sit beside him. Sounds a little crazy a little bit, doesn't it? But I wonder sometimes what it would be like if you'd ever get a hold of not just the big things, but the small things, the freedom, the, the liberty that comes, the things that you can say, God, I want it so bad that I'm, I, I can't go without it. I need it in Jesus' name. I, I'm believing in Jesus' name that you are my healer. Amen. You're my healer. And I believe he's gonna, I believe he's gonna do a work even tonight. I believe it. Amen. Would you help me right now and, and, and just, just thank the Lord one more time before you go back to your seats? Let's thank him. Jesus, we love you. We thank you. We praise you, God. We praise you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for worshiping with us. I was bragging that's not about my, my reading glasses, never leaving my Bible. That's what you get for bragging. They leave your Bible. <laughs> we'll have to look for those, babe. It's been an incredible honor for me to be here, be here with you. And, and I've, I've absolutely, this is something that when I got a, 
a text, asked if I'd be available to come. It was no question. I wanted to make it happen. There was one thing that I was trying my best to see if I could just miss that, and and because uh, I, I wanted to be here so bad, and and partly because I I wanted so badly to get to hang out with your pastor and your pastor's wife, but also your youth pastor and your youth pastor's wife. And then I just had a feeling that there are when there's good people, they're surrounded by good people. And so I just kind of knew that we'd get to meet some more great people. And, man, has that not happened? That We've met some in, in, incredible people. We've met some amazing people. And uh, we've, we, we were met with the biggest gift basket in all the world. We had to have a dolly to get it to the room, like a real, like, straight-on dolly. We, we, we've been treated to some of the best experiences and, and great, great, great food. And I don't know why you'd have a restaurant when you got Edel. And if Edel, if Edel, if she, she opens a restaurant. You guys are absolutely amazing. Let me just say this to you real fast. Can I say this one last thing? I, I, I like, I like walking in and, and, and going to church the way that I feel like we'll be in heaven. Can I say that and not be too whatever? I, I feel a little bit like this is what's going to be in heaven. The world wants to say, well, you, you don't like them and they don't like. No, that's not. This is how it's going to be in heaven. This is how it's going to be in heaven. I thank God for that. I thank, I thank God for that. And I'm even, I've loved the first moment I walked up here and I heard the, the translation system. My grandfather had a, had a heart. For missions, he had planted a few different churches, and and when he was up in his years, he 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 realized his love for the Spanish work was so great that he felt terrible that he he wanted to preach to the Spanish people without a translator. He wanted to figure that out, and so he had a, a book that he went and got. This is way before all these apps. We have it so easy now. My grandfather, if he had had that man, he'd have been so so advanced. But he, when he was about 45, 50 years old, and he started getting these books out and teaching himself Spanish one word by another. Then he'd go spend time and talk to the great people. And then he had figured out and he was fluent. I'm talking about fluent in Spanish. And so when I hear a translation system, it just makes me a little bit happy. It also makes me mad that I, I didn't retain anything after two years of Spanish, but I'm going to get it figured out, y'all. I'm going to get it figured out. And, uh, but I, I, I just feel a little bit like this is what it's going to be in heaven. And I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful for that. And so I, I'll, I'll, I'll say more thank yous, but I feel I want to jump into this tonight. I want us to have uh, plenty of time to let the Lord uh, move, and I believe it's going to take place. If you have your Bible, can, and you can turn with me to 2 Kings chapter 5. 2 Kings chapter 5. And we'll read in verse 17, 18, and 19. Bible says in 2 Kings chapter 5, verse 17, it says, And Naaman said, Shall there not then, I pray thee, be given to thy servant two mules' burden of earth, then he goes on, he says, For thy servant will henceforth offer neither burnt offering nor sacrifice unto other gods, but unto the Lord. He goes on in this, and he says, In this thing the Lord pardon thy servant, that when my master goeth into the house of Rimmon to worship there, 
And he leaneth on my hand, and I bow myself in the house of Rimmon. When I bow down myself in the house of Rimmon, the Lord pardon thy servant in this thing. And Elisha responds to him and gives him this, this grand response. Go in peace. And that was it. So he departed from him a little way. I'm going to speak to you on this simple topic of take more. Take more. Let's pray one more time together. Ask God to help us. Jesus, we love you. We thank you. We praise you, God, for everything we felt. God, everything that we feel right now, everything you've done, God. And I'm asking, Lord, your word's anointed, but let our ears and our hearts be anointed. God, I pray. I'm asking you to guide. I pray, Lord, help us, Jesus. You see needs that we are unaware of, God. You see needs, Lord. You see needs that are represented here tonight, God. You see futures. You see generations, God. You see the things, Lord, that we do not see, God. You see, and we are asking you right now to open our hearts. Lord, let us be bold to respond and apply your word into our hearts, God. And we thank you for it. We praise you for it. Everybody said in Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Thank you for standing. One thing I find extremely interesting in this text is even in bondage. The Bible talks about this, and in, 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 it's amazing what, what takes place in chapter 5 of 2 Kings. You don't have to go there, but, but it says, Now Naaman, captain of the host of the king of Syria, was a great man and his master and honorable because by him the Lord had given deliverance to the Syrian. He was also a mighty man in, val uh, in val valor. But he was a leper. Now, here, here we go. But he was a leper. You see, leprosy is, is something that, that, that starts on your flesh and, and it spirals up. Spirals up your, your, your flesh and it separates your flesh from its life source. And so really what happens as you, when you have leprosy is you, you live while you're dying. Your flesh, the, the, the vessel is dying, and it begins to just deteriorate, and, and it's, it's, it's literally separating your, your flesh. And sorry to be grotesque, but that's what we're dealing with here. We had, the, we had this, this man, this, this, the, the, we, would, we would understand him to be an, what would be called an Ish Gadad, if I can say that. Everybody say Ish Gadad. That's what Naaman was. Naaman was known as an Ishkadad. To be honest with you, your pastor's an Ishkadad. <laughs> I don't mean that to be disrespectful at all, but I mean you're as Ishkadad as it gets, to be honest with you. But um, but 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 uh he was he was a man that that um that was strong, that was mighty. Now don't get carried away over there, Pastor. But just joking. I'm like, now I gotta be careful how I preach. But um no. But, but Naaman was the type that he could come in and he could conquer a city. Naaman was the type that was leaned on. He was the captain of the host of the king of Syria. And, 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 but all the great things that he was, there's a pause there and it says, but he was, a, he was an Ishkadad, but he was a leper. He was mighty, but he was a leper. He was strong, but he was a leper. And, and so here we are and, and, 
The Syrians, is, the Bible says, had gone out, they had gone in companies and brought back, and they had captured an Israelite, uh, a maid, and she waited on Naaman's wife, and they had all gone out and got somebody for themselves, and, and this one was waiting on Naaman's wife, and probably Naaman's wife was dealing with the idea that he had leprosy, and it was a bad situation, and the Israelite, while in captivity, while in a hard situation of her life, she was speaking in another room to some other uh, um, captives possibly, and she said if he could get down to Samaria, if he could, if he could get down to, she said, would God my Lord were with the prophet that is in Samaria, for he would recover him his leprosy. There was a, there was a belief and an understanding of a, of a, of a working that was taking place even then. You see, that, 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 that the Syrians believe something totally different. They believe that God was central to location rather than orientation. So the God of, of, uh, of Maryland was, was the God of, of beautiful coastal uh, places. That, let me just say this. There would have been a Chesapeake God. Here there also might already be a Chesapeake God. But there would have been a Chesapeake God if this was Syria. There would have been a, uh, um, a God of, of, of beautiful trees or lighthouses. I don't know, a crab. There would have been a crab God, not a crabby God, but a crab God. <clears throat> there would have been a crab God because of what you have here. But 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 they begin to speak and say, if you could get to Samaria, if you could get to Israel, there's something else, and, and there's something else you can understand. And and they begin to speak this and say that there's there's something there. And so the, the king comes and he gets uh, a silver and gold and changes of clothing and gathers them up and he tells them, I want you to go and I want you to find the king. And 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 they they get all their things together and, and there was a caravan, there was this 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 group because they believed of, of all these great things were gonna happen. They believed that there was gonna be a resounding uh, of a force that would take place. And, and so Naaman got all these together. They hop in and they take off and they go to Israel. And they go to the king's courts and they knock on the door and the king was so disgusted. He said, do you believe I've got it in me that, that I'm the one that can do this? Because you see, Israel didn't believe that way. Israel didn't believe like Syria believed. Syria believed that wh where there's hills, there's a hill God. And where there's trees, there's a tree God. But Israel believed that here, O Israel, the Lord Lord, our God is one, and they believe the same God that's theirs, the same God that's here, the same God that's here is the same God that's, that's there, and this God can move mountains, and that God can do nothing, but our God can do things that are unthinkable, and, and so even all these things taking place, I want to stop and tell you it matters how you perceive your God, and it matters how you view your God, and it matters who your God is, and it matters if your God's alive or if he's dead, and it matters if he's able to touch and change a situation. It matters. And so, so the king said, let's give it a shot. And he sends, he sends Naaman, this mighty Ishkadad, this mighty man. He sends him to Israel, and he gathers all these things. And, and as, as was mentioned, he, he comes before the king. The king sends him out. He says, I can't put a man to death and raise him back up. That's not something I can do. Why would you bring the gold and silver? It's not something I can do. The king was so caught off, off guard that someone would do this. And the Bible says the prophet Elisha heard about this. And he said, send for him and bring him here and let him 
him know there's a prophet in the land. Let him know there's somebody that wants to help him, somebody that desires to speak with him. But what was amazing about this text is Elijah pulls kind of a, a bold move is, is as Naaman gathers his people back up and he gathers the caravan and all those gather back up and go to the prophet's house. They knock on the door and the prophet doesn't even come to the door. The prophet sends a young man, a young lad, and says, tell him to go wash. Tell him to go wash. I, I, I want you to go speak to him and, and tell him he needs to go wash. And don't, just bear with me. I say wash from, from Arkansas, so I'm trying my best to speak your language here when I say, wa instead of saying wash, I promise you it's the hardest word in the vocabulary for me. So I'm doing my best. Now I've drawn much attention to it, so that's not a good situation. But. He said, go send him and tell him to, 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 to wash in the river. And, and he speaks to him and tells him to go and do this very thing. And at that very moment, this Ishkadad who was used to taking over cities and, 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 and defeating whole armies and, and doing all he could do, it was here he was, and he's, he's struggling with the idea that I can go and I can, I can wash and I can, I can do pretty much what everybody else can do. He's saying, you're telling me that if I, if I go and I wash and I do this seven times, that when I go, I'm going to be, he, the problem was that Naaman was expecting to do something only he can do. He was expecting for God to deliver a personal uh, transaction that changed him in his life. He was expecting for the prophet to show up. He was expecting for thunder and he's expecting to wait until Unity Week and he was expecting to wait till NAYC and he was expecting to wait for this or that, but it was never good enough just to do it on an ordinary day and do something everybody else could do. He wasn't expecting it to happen on a Monday night at prayer meeting. I don't go to prayer meeting. Everybody else, I'm going to be there when the lights are on and when the music's kicking and all that's going on needs to be going on for me. And that's what Naaman was saying. He wasn't expecting the ordinary things, but the Lord spoke to the prophet and said, let him know it doesn't have to be great and it doesn't have to be mighty. I'm always going to meet him at a place where I can meet everybody else. If you can go down and wash, then you ought to go down and wash. If God's saying go do something that's simple, go do something that's simple. Don't skip a step just because everybody else can do it. And so, so the Bible says Naaman was torn up. He was upset about this. And he goes and he gathers his men together and he gets on a caravan again and he brings them all together and they're riding the wave and he's, he's disgruntled. He's upset at the idea that everybody can do this. Why? Why would he call me to do this? Why would this be something? And, and here's, here's where the boldness in, in his young servant comes in because don't forget this is in Ishkadah. He could pretty much squeeze his head and crush him in a moment. And the young man looks at him and says, could I Speak freely to you. Naaman probably was worked up. Naaman was so caught up in the idea of what was going on. He was so upset out of, out of being frustrated, but also out of being urgent in his life that he's deteriorating. He is struggling. His life is, is, is coming to an end. If something that, if the whole way there, he imagined that this, some great cloud would come and overshadow him and, uh, and he'd be healed and changed forever. And now he's been relegated to just simply what everybody else could do and he's not doing it. It's not good enough. 
for me. And the man, the young man that was riding beside him looked at him and said, could I speak to you clearly just for a moment? Why in the world would you miss the opportunity? Why would you go away? Why would you travel out of the city like this? Why is it you wouldn't just go and give it a shot? He spoke to you and told you how. How dare you walk away from what could be your life-changing miracle? Why is it just because it wasn't delivered the way you thought it should be delivered? Why is it just because it wasn't proposed the way you thought it should be proposed? How could you miss it? How could you walk away from it? You see, it was spoken to you, and it was clear and concise, but it didn't fit your ways. It didn't fit your mindset. It didn't fit how you thought it should be, and so you've walked away. You've abandoned it. You've missed the opportunity of simplicity in your life. You missed it. You missed the chance. You see, the, the, the Naaman was thinking about this being a dirty river. This is a, this is a place that you don't want to go and wash. And that was amazing. The Lord was saying, I can take what doesn't make sense and I can do something in your life. And, and Naaman begins to think about it. He ponders it and he turns around and he says, guys, we're turning it around. And they go. They go to the river and he gets down. And he gets down in the water. Don't forget that he's never been, uh, uh, he's never been uh, um, 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 introduced to this type of thing. He didn't know about this. He was used to walking walking in and, and seeing idols and seeing things that man made, but yet he goes down and walks in once and twice and three and four and, and, and carries on in every small detail. He doesn't try it just once, but he gets wise in a hurry and says, if, if he spoke and said seven times, then I'm going to do seven times, and he goes down and, and something happens. Something happens when he goes down that seventh time and comes back out of the water. But it wasn't until he began to break that water, the surface of the water. It wasn't until he began to, every pore in his body got back up out. He looked down and realized that something had changed. He felt whatever he needed to feel to know something was different. He felt it in that moment. And the Bible says he looked down. And I almost find it a little bit interesting. This is scripture. The scripture tells us that the Lord made us skin new and it was that of a young child's skin I can't help but think this is funny a little bit because this man that was in Ishkadad, this man that had scars from many battles, this man who had done many things, he walks up and the first person he meets, he walks up and says, Eli, hey, hey, good to see you. And they said, hey, Naaman, you got some soft hands there, buddy. You got some. We took him right down to skin that was brand new. And, and, and out of that, though, though all, all, all jokes aside, Naaman gets up and he says, now I know. Now, now I know. I, I heard what she said. I heard what the servant that was taken in captivity had experienced. She was so bold that while she was in captivity, while she was dealing with her own struggles, while she was going through what she was going through, she was still profess professing the goodness of your God. Now I know. Now I realize. Now I'm fully aware. There's no other God other than the God of Israel. In that moment, this man who believed in all these other gods, he had always been trained in all these other gods. He he had already, already, all of his life committed his life to all these other gods. Just one experience, one moment where the power of God touched him, changed him forever. And when he got out, he said, forget all of that. I want what this is. All that I've ever known, it's gone now. All that I've ever been aware of, now I know there's no other God, none other than the God 
God of Israel. Let me just pause and tell you right now that you're wondering how you can get your friend committed to the ways of God. You don't have to figure it out. You just get them in the presence of God. And they'll walk out saying, now, I know. It doesn't make sense to me fully yet. I don't understand all of it yet. I don't have it all figured out yet. But what I felt lets me know there's no other God other than the God of Israel. And so you can be seated just for a moment, but hear me right now. He, he, he in a hurry now. He rushes out and he gets out as fast as he can. And he, he, he says, we got to go, we got to go. And he hurries to the prophet's house. And this time, I believe he might have almost knocked the door down and the prophet comes this time. And he says, now I know, now I realize, now I see it. Now I've experienced it. Now I've come in contact with it. And everything has changed. And I feel something that's so right. And look at my skin, it's all gone. I've been healed. And all the good things have taken place. And he told Talks to the prophet and he says to the prophet. Verse 15 takes it up at that point. And he returned to the man of God. He and all of his company and came and stood before and said, Behold, now I know that there is no God in all the earth but in Israel. That Now, therefore, I pray thee, he says this, take a blessing of thy servant. So what was meant for the king is now going to the prophet. Notice what happens here. The prophet responds and says, As the Lord liveth before whom I stand, I will receive none. And he urged him to take it, but he refused. And Naaman, the Bible says, we'll pick up where we read earlier, Naaman said, Shall there not then? Now, now, now here's, here's, here's the change, the, the, the moment where it switches. and He's, he's saying, He's saying, would you take something from me? But Eli, when, when the prophet wouldn't take it from him, he says, okay. I imagine this moment he was probably thinking, I don't know how to ask this. I don't know how to ask this, but if you're not going to take it from me, should, should, I, should I ask? Should I, should I do this? I don't know. Yeah, no, no, no. I don't know. If you're not going to take it from me, then, then would, would you care if I take all the dirt? That two mules could possibly carry. Could I take that? Would you mind? Would you mind? He goes on. He says, could you, could you let me have, for thy servant will henceforth offer neither burnt offering nor sacrifice under other gods. No, now, don't forget what he just experienced. He just experienced a life change that has him so upside down that he did not know what to do. He was so caught up. He never felt the power go through him like that. He never knew. He didn't know. He didn't know what to do about it. He just knows that something's different. He knows that when he got up from that altar that something is different. I'll never be the same again. I'll never go back to what I was. I don't know how. I don't have it all worked out. We find that. Sister Naomi, can you give me the next scripture? He finds, we find that, that he's asking this. He's saying, he's saying that, that in this thing the Lord pardoned thy servant. When my master goeth into the house of, of Rimmon to worship there, he leans. This is literal. He's saying not just, he doesn't figuratively lean on me. This is literal. He leans. He leans on me because he's feeble and he's old. And so, come here, Eli, when, when I walk him in, when I walk him in, he goes and he hold, I hold him up. And when, when he bows down, I also have to bow down. 
So, so when I bow down, it's a sign of me worshiping that God. And, and I, I, I'm changing now. And I'm, I'm realizing some things are different. He said, I, I, I want you to know that, that what I feel here is, is so much different than what I've ever felt. And, and, and so, so here's the thinking. He's gone from thinking gods or many gods to now saying that this is the God. And, and he's taken ten steps forward, but yet he takes a few steps backwards because his thinking was still locked in to the ways that the Syrians were taught and the ways that the traditions were and their beliefs were. And let me just stop and tell you right now, don't punish somebody because they don't understand yet. He's saying, he's saying I, I don't get it all. I don't know all of it. I, I can't figure it out. But one thing we find here is that the, the belief that he had that was so great that your God is represented by your land does not lift up in this moment. He doesn't quite have it figured out. He's sincere in this because he says, can I get all the dirt I can take on my two mules? Can I load up all the dirt so that when I go in the house of Ramon to worship and I go in this place and I go into to the place where the king's taking me, I can take some dirt out of my pocket and I can slip a little dirt in that pocket from that bucket and when I go into this place where they've built up an image that has no power and it's dead and it's nothing like what I felt here, I can take out a little Israel and I can lay some Israel down and I can say y'all worship how you worship but I know one thing, that I'm never walking away from the things of God you can do what you want to do but I found it and I believe it and it's settled in my heart and nothing can take away my experience in God. Let me tell you right now that what you ought to understand is that there's nothing like the presence of God. There's no party like the party we just had. There's no high like the high you just had. Let me tell you something right now. There's nothing, nothing, nothing that could ever replace the presence of God in your life. There's nothing like it. I've got to commit to it. I've got to make up in my mind right now. I'm never walking away from it. And so what he said is let me let me take some with me so that when I'm at work, when I'm at work on a Thursday night, can I just do this for a moment right now? And I, I, are, we, are we close like this, Jacoby? We're buds like this, right? So when, I, when I'm at work, you should have opened that up so you should have known I was going to do that. I'm just joking, by the way. But, but when I'm at work on a Thursday night, and I know there's unity week going on, and the preacher says, y'all text him, and it probably wasn't easy for him because I guarantee you if I figured out one thing about this guy, that he wanted to be here last night. And he's probably thinking, I don't want to be at work, but guess what? When you're at work, you can take out a word that pastors preached recently and say, you know what, I'm at work, but God's still good. I'm at work, but I don't have to fall into what they're doing. I thank God for everything that God's spoken. I thank God for everything God's done. I thank God for what I felt. I thank God for what God's done in my life. I thank God he brought my mom up to this place where we can find something. I thank God for it. Let me talk to you for a moment just tell you, sometimes you young people, you walk into situations that aren't so good. And you walk out of Unity Week where everything's good. And, 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 and that looks kind of goofy. Let me get that off your ear. But when you walk into a situation where things are all caught up in, in, in nothing but good. And you say, I, I don't want to do this. I don't want to live like this. Why is it that I've got to live like this? And you say, you know what? But I've got something that the world didn't give me and the world can take away. And I thank God for what I feel. And they can do that and they can believe that and they can think that. But I know one thing that I found hope in a name that's above every other name. I found it, and I believe it. And so 
So, but notice what happens here. I don't know how I got both of you up here, but it's, it's, it's cool, though. I'm, I'm cool with it. <coughs> notice what happens, though. Be seated just for a moment, but notice, notice what happens. No, not you. You stay here, Jacoby. <coughs> I'll say y'all sit down when I mean y'all, but for them it's be seated. It's like proper preacher stuff. But, um, <coughs> but here's what happens. Elisha doesn't say, no, 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 no. Don't go. You can't go. No. Notice what he's saying. He's saying, I don't know how to tell you this, but I, I love what I feel. But I've got responsibility. And I've got to go back to Syria. I've got to go to work. And I've got to go to school. And I've got to go to college. And I've got all this stuff. So I can't just abandon my responsibilities. And I can't just abandon the fact that I've got to work my job. And it's not the best environment. And I, I, I wish I could fix it. But the fact is I've got to pay the bills. And I've, I've got to do the stuff I've got to do. And I've got to go to my school. I've got to do these things. And, and I've got to go back home. And, and, and my family situation is not great. But I've got to go. The prophet didn't say, no, 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 no. Turn or burn, bro. He didn't make a shirt that was like, stomp on the devil. Stomp, stomp, stomp on the devil. He didn't do that. Cool shirt though. He didn't. He didn't have a. He didn't do that. He didn't chain him up and say, "No, no, no, you're staying here now." Notice what he did. He said, "No, no, no. Put the buckets down, guys. Put the buckets down. Take, take that out. You don't. Here's the thing. You don't take that out." He didn't. He didn't say that. Now this was all sincere. But he said, "No, no, no. You don't. You don't do that now." Here's what he says to him. He says, "Go in peace." Guys, put the shrubs down. I worked hard on my shrubs. I, I, I worked, put the mules away, guys. No, no, leave the yard here. Go in peace. Now, this, this word peace, and, and I, we understand it to be one thing, but in this text, it's, 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 it's the word shalom, which means covenant, communion, or here's the kicker, here's the big one, or relationship. What he was saying what he was saying in this moment, and I'm going to need your help in just a moment. Just, just sit right here. Come on. What he was saying is, is that instead of taking the dirt, instead of just taking a message, instead of just taking a song, and instead of just taking the split session that might have changed everybody's lives, instead of just taking that, why, why just get caught up? In, but too many times apostolic young people are caught up in taking the trendy thing that took place at the recent event, and we, we get caught up in that. We get caught up a little bit in that. Can I just be honest right now? We get caught up in that. We get we get we want to carry the, the new badge of whatever's current and whatever's right, and we take, honestly, we take the dirt. I'm not diminishing any song or sermon, but, 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 but the prophet was saying, don't take those things. Don't take those. He was saying, go. In relationship. Oh, don't worry, I'm going to hold your hand, but i got a beautiful wife, so don't be weirded out, okay? But, <clears throat> but he's, here's what he was saying. Here's, here's what he was saying, that when you go and you go and you hang out with, with your boys, don't, don't, don't leave me behind just to hang out. Don't do that. No, no, don't, 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 don't go and say, okay, don't, don't go and say, okay, I, I'm, I'm going to go to work, but, 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 but just, 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 I'm going to switch roles for a moment. Just, you stay here, Jesus. I'll be back in a little bit. And I'm going to go do my thing. And I got my stuff going on. 
and I'm, I'm moving, and I got it all hopping, and now I get to go back, and you still there? Okay, I'm glad you stayed, glad you stayed. Glad you, Jesus, you got some sweet shoes on, by the way. But now we got to hurry, Jesus. we got to catch up to the rest of them. we got to catch up to the rest. we got to get caught up. But, but okay, I'm here, I'm at church, I'm, a, I'm with Brother Sylvia, and so we're having a good time. And now, now I'm on a mountaintop, and hang on a second, just hang on, stay right there for a moment. I want to go over here and do this thing, and now I want to come back. You see, that's, that's the kind of dirt relationship some of us got used to where we say, you know what, I'll pick up what I want to pick up when I want to pick it up. And I'll lay down when I want to lay down when I want to lay it down because it's not relationship. That's not relationship. That's just a little temporary satisfaction of relationship with Jesus. No, I want the real thing that says there's no way. There's not a chance I'm letting go of everything God's done. I'm committed fully. My mind is made up. I'm determined right now that nothing, 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 nothing shall separate me from the love of God. And so help me. I stay right there. So here's what I'm talking about. You see, just for a moment, I'm, I'm hurrying, I'm hurrying. You ever been to Arkansas? Cool. Here's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about a commitment. Yeah. I'm talking about the kind of thing that says, there ain't no way I'm ever letting go of what God has done in my life. Don't, no, 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 no. That's just a little, that's just a unity week commitment. I'm talking about, <clears throat> I'm talking about my mind's made up. I'm talking about ain't nothing coming between me. I'm talking about I'm going to work with Jesus. I'm going home with Jesus. I'm going to basketball with Jesus. I'm going to the park with Jesus. I'm going to school with Jesus. I'm going to Unity Week with Jesus. You got room for two because there's two of us showing up. Where I go, he goes. Where he goes, I goes. Ain't nothing separating me. Nothing's coming between me. When I go on a date, Jesus is coming on the date. When I sit down, wherever I'm sitting down, Jesus is sitting down with me. My mind is made up. So everywhere I go, just know, when you see me, you see him. When you see me coming, he's with me. I'm never going to go without him. I'm never walking without him. I'm never leaving without him. I am made up. My mind has been determined. There's nothing like the hand of God. And nothing ever will separate. There needs to be some young people who make up in your mind right now. I'm not just taking a song, but I'm taking Jesus. I'm not just taking a sermon, but I'm taking Jesus. I'm taking Jesus. I'm taking Jesus on the highs, and I'm taking Jesus on the lows. I'm taking Jesus in the good, and I'm taking Jesus in the bad. When it's raining or when the sun comes out, I'm going to be with Jesus. I'm going to be with him. I'm telling you right now, there's nothing like a made-up mind. There's nothing like a determined mind. There's nothing like someone that says, my life's been changed, and I'm not ever going back. Naaman, don't walk with dirt. Don't go in the house of Rimmon with dirt. Don't walk in there by the king with dirt. You walk in that place where they believe everything that isn't right, and you know right now, you, your life's been changed, and you're going in relationship. Relationship. Listen, right now I'm coming to close, but hear me. When I when I was in high school, I begged my dad, and I'm not saying this is right or wrong. Don't don't misunderstand me. I for, I beg forgiveness if this is something I shouldn't say, but I begged my dad, let me play ball. 
I said, I'll never, ever, 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 ever do wrong. I promise you, my dad, my dad let me play ball. And I never, I never, ever, never, ever crossed that line. I'm not saying it's right or wrong. Don't, you're, obviously, your pastor's a pastor. I, I, I was around all those guys, Jacoby. I was around all those guys. And I had to make up my mind that am I just a preacher's kid or am I, is this a relationship thing? Am I committed to this? Is this mine? Is this my dad's? Is this my grandpa's? Or is this, is this mine? Is this my thing? It sounds so crazy, but I walked in the lunchroom where all of us said, I was, I was a little bit late. I had to talk to a few teachers about some grades I need to fix. I walked in the cafeteria that day, and I'm sitting with all the guys I played ball with, Tim Mathis, Tim Mathis Paul Gerke, Isaiah Hookfin played for the Razorbacks, and, and uh, Michael Tommy, he played for the Hogs. And all these guys are great athletes, and I was the center of the team. And, 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 and I, I was sitting down, and they were waiting on me, and, and we're all hanging out. We sat together every day, and I had to make up my mind. I had to, had to realize that I'm going to stop. This sounds crazy to you, but it was big to me. I had to make up my mind. I'm going to stop hiding the fact of, of, of who I really am. You see, my mom and dad drilled in me that every time you sit down and eat, you better bless that food in Jesus' name. It was important growing up and so I would sit down and I would do the whole oh that's the food of Jesus never pray man you know what I'm talking about or the old sneeze prayer <clears throat> bless the food of Jesus pick up the bag bless the food of Jesus name you back up hey guys what's up I realize you know what they're going to talk the way they're going to talk they're going to do the things they're going to do I'm going to be who I am I'm going to be who I am Everybody wants to say, I, I want to be different, but the fact is everybody wants you to be the same. How about really, really going against the crowd for once and, and declare in the name of Jesus? So I made my mind up. I'm going to be who I am. And guess what I did? I sit down at that table and I realized I swallowed my pride. Those were the cool guys. They were talking and I just simply just bowed my head and I said, Lord, in Jesus' name I pray. I pray you bless this food. I'm asking God, you cover my school. I'm praying, God, in your name, touch my friends, and I thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. When I opened my eyes, they looked at me. They, they thought I was the weirdest, most insane, and I thought, yep, that's what I expected. Guess what, though? The next day I walked in, me and Jesus. And I went to sit down, and I looked at them. Lord, I pray, bless this food. Thank you for it. I'm asking, touch my friends. Keep your head up on our school. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. And they were like, this is like a new thing you got going on or something. I was like, how's it going? <laughs> Guess what I did the next day? Lord, bless this food. Thank you for it. Next day, Lord, bless this food. Thank you for it. A few days later, guess what? I came in and sat down. I noticed no one had touched the food yet. This is revival I'm talking about this point. This is a big thing. Half the offensive line hasn't touched the food yet. I sat down, Naomi, and I bowed my head and I went, Lord, bless this food. Thank you for it. In Jesus' name, I pray. Touch my friends. Keep your hand upon our school. In Jesus' name, and I heard, amen. I kid you not. 
The next day, same thing. They waited on me again. Now, if I took too long, they moved on without me. But I promise you this, from that day on, I've had more of those friends reach out to me and say, hey, are you still pastoring? Are you still doing this? Are you still doing that? And others that have searched out things. I've had friends from my school that knew who I was that did not come to God while I was in school. But I find out later that they married somebody. And they said, yeah, Paul was a Pentecostal kid. And he was normal. He was one, he was on student council. and he played. They, they, they find out later. I'm telling you right now. If you got him in your life, walk into school with him. If you've got him, then walk into your job with him. If you got him, then walk out of the don't leave him here. Don't leave him at the church. Put him in your car with you and go home and let everybody know that my life has been changed. My life has been changed. I'm not gonna go back the way I used to want to be. I am deciding right now that I am gonna walk in relationship. I'm talking about in the morning when you're brushing your teeth, you're saying, God, I pray. I'm talking about when you get in the car, you say, God, bless this day. I'm talking about when you sit down at lunch, you say, thank you, God, for the day. I'm talking about when you walk into work, you say, God, I'm tired of it, but thank you for the job. I'm talking about when you go home, you say, God, go before me in Jesus' name. Protect my family in Jesus' name. When you lay down at night, you say, thank you for the day, Lord. I thank you for spending the day with me, God. God. Thank you for walking with me. Thank you for protection. Thank you for all you've done in my life. It's just relationship. It's just relationship. It's just relationship. And so the prophet said, don't get caught up in all the other stuff. Don't get caught up in all the other things. So much that you forget that once you've experienced what you've experienced, you're forever changed. Why? Because he's with you. Hear me right now, young people, and I'm done after this, but what you've experienced this week, what you've experienced is not just another t-shirt. It's not just another experience. What you've experienced this week is, is, is the divine doing a work in your life, and you ought to know one thing, is that you might leave the t-shirt behind. You might leave the tribal flags behind, but you don't have to leave Jesus behind. You walk out of this place saying, God, I'm forever changed. I'm never again by myself. I'm never walking again by myself. I don't have to go back the way I came, God. I don't have to to go do the same things I was doing last week. God, I thank you for being with me. I thank you for walking with me. And I thank you for guiding me. I'm asking if there's anybody here right now that would say, I'm not, I'm not letting go. My mind is made up. Would you step out where you are right now? Whether you're a young person or you're an adult, I wish there would be somebody that would say, I'm taking the hand of Jesus right now. I'm taking the hand of Jesus and I'm forever, forever changed. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Jesus name. Come on, lift your hands high. Lift your hands high right now. Make a commitment right now. Come on, let's speak it to him right now. Come on, speak it to him right now. We want you, Jesus. Sometimes it is easy to start on your destination without knowing the exact path that it takes to get there. To get to our destination, we need to follow the one who knows our predestined path. Be sure to subscribe and watch us every Sunday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Also, visit us at www.livinghopemd.com. So